And within fasting, it causes a person to disassociate himself from the worldly beautification and the worldly facilitations. A person, he distances himself from the worldly glitter. His fasting, it causes him to become in that humble state. And instead, he has the desire for the hereafter when he's in that state of fasting. وَفِيهِ بَاعِثٌ عَلَى الْعَطْفِ عَلَى الْمَسَاكِينَ وَإِحْسَاسِ بِآلَامِهِمْ Also within fasting is this emotion that you would have for the poor individuals who do not have food and water and drink. And you would feel that within yourself also. And similarly you would feel their pain. The ones who do not have food and drink. The ones who are upon starvation. And that is something that you will feel also and you will be able to recognize that emotion. And the Shaykh says, Because the pain that you feel, you will feel some type of pain from hunger and from thirst. Because fasting in the legislation, in the Sharia, fasting is actually, the meaning of it is, الإمساك بنية عن أشياء مخصوصة. It is to restrict yourself, to stop yourself, to prevent yourself from certain specific things with an intention. You make the intention during Ramadan that you're going to stop and prohibit yourself from certain things, specific things, من أكل وشرب, from eating and drinking, جماع. Uh, relations with your between the husband and the wife well, and other things that have been mentioned in the legislation and similarly you restrict yourself from evil speech and from evil behavior with other people and from incorrect types of behaviors that is something that you also restrict yourself when it comes to fasting and the month of fasting then the Sheikh he goes on to explain, and this is all in brief at the moment. Like we say, when we arrive at Bulug al-Maram, this is not Bulug al-Maram at the moment. This is just a general definition and explanation of Ramadan and some of its virtues from the book of Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan, al-Mulakhas al-Fiqhi. So here the Sheikh then says, وَيَبْتَدِئُ وُجُوبُ الصَّوْمِ الْيَوْمِ بِطُلُوعِ الْفَجْرِ الثَّانِي وَهُوَ الْبِيَاضَ الْمُعْتَرَضِ فِي الْأُفْقِ وَيَنْتَهِ بِغُرُوبِ الشَّمْسِ That the fast in the morning it begins from the second fajr, بِطُلُوعِ الْفَجْرِ الثَّانِي That will come in more detail when we come to بلوغ المرام And also, and that is when the whiteness begins to appear in the sky and the horizon And it ends at the time of the sunset that is, uh, that is the time for the fast. As for how the month of Ramadan begins itself, how do you know when the month of Ramadan has begun? The Shaykh says, الْأُولَى The first way to know, رُؤْيَةُ hilal To see the new moon. When you see the moon, then that is an indication that the month of Ramadan has begun. And that is as Allah stated, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيُسُنُهُ 
that whomsoever from amongst you witnesses the beginning of the month, then let him fast it. Then let him begin his fasting. And similarly in the hadith which is in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim and other than that, the hadith of Abu Hurairah where the Prophet said, Sumu لِرُؤْيَتِهِ Fast when you have its vision. I.e. the vision of the moon. So whoever sees the vision of the moon, the new moon, it has become uh, present and the month has begun, then he must start his fasting. That is one way. If you physically yourself see the moon there, you now know yourself firsthand that the month has begun, so you have to start fasting. The second way, If you yourself do not see the new moon, if you have a witness, a testification that the new moon has been sighted. If that is the case, and it is an individual who is trustworthy, he is an individual who has the characteristics of the one that you accept the narration from, then if that narration arrives, that testification arrives, that the moon has been sighted, then the month has begun and a person begins the fasting. There's a hadith which is in Abu Dawood uh, and other than that which is mentioned by some of the scholars which is the hadith of Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah he said tara an-nas al-hilal tara an-nas al-hilal fa-akhbarat rasulullah sallam fa-akhbaratu rasulullah sallam anni ra'aytum fa-sab wa-amara an-nas bi-sayamih Ibn Umar he says that the people they were looking for the new moon and he says I saw it I saw it I was the one who saw it so he says I told the Prophet that I've seen it so the Prophet he's fasted and he commanded the people to start fasting so if an individual who's trustworthy in his information he comes and informs the people that the sighting has occurred even if you haven't seen it yourself and that is sufficient to begin the month of Ramadan there is another way that Ramadan can begin. What's the other way? If you haven't seen it yourself and there's no one else who has testified to seeing the new moon, how else could Ramadan start? For those who don't understand Arabic, still answer the question. How else can the month of Ramadan be seen? That's correct. Ah. So the other way to know The month of Sha'ban if on the end of the month of Sha'ban, the new moon is not sighted. You cannot sight the new moon for Ramadan. In that case, what you do is complete 30 days for Sha'ban. Once you've completed 30 days, then after that, Ramadan begins. You don't start going into 31 days, 32 days, end up in 50 days, you're still looking for the moon. Once 30 days goes, that's it. The new month begins. And the Ramadan begins. Uh, and that, there may be reasons for that. Maybe there is cloud cover, maybe the weather uh, prevents you from seeing the moon. There might be other factors that prevent you from being able to see the new moon. If that is the case, then 30 days are completed of Sha'ban, and after that you begin the new month of fasting. And that is a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in Bukhari, a Muslim, the hadith of Ibn Umar, radiyallahu anhuma. He said, إِنَّمَا الشَّهْرُ تِسْعَةٌ وَعِشْرُونَ يَوْمًا That indeed the month is 29 days. So do not fast until you see the new moon, the crescent, the new moon. And do not break your fast until you see it, i.e. the end of Ramadan. 
But if it is covered from you, you are not able to see the new moon. Then make an estimation, meaning complete the 30 days. Now that month is gone, so now you estimate the new month has begun, and you start uh, with the Ramadan. And in one narration of Abu Bunayla actually says, عَلَيْكُمْ If it is covered up and you can't see the moon, uh, Then count 30 days for Sha'ban, and after that begin the Ramadan. That is in brief how it begins. Also some other points to be mentioned. Ramadan is obligatory upon every Muslim. Every Muslim mukallaf, meaning an individual who the responsibility is upon. A person who responsibility is upon him. That is, the people who have reached the age of puberty. Once you reach the age of puberty, that's it. You're upon responsibility now to fulfill the commandments and stay away from the prohibitions. You must do it now. You are now upon responsibility, accountability. Also, qadir, a person who is able. Some people, they may not be able to fast. Some medical illness may prevent them from fasting. So here, these are the types of people, if those conditions are there, then they must fast. Um, as for a kafir, what about a kafir? لا يسحه منه The Shaykh says, it is not correct for a kafir to fast. فإن تاب في أثناء الشهر صام الباقي If a kafir makes repentance in the middle of the month of Ramadan and becomes Muslim, then he completes the rest of the month. But what about the first part of the month when he's a kafir? Imagine now a kafir. 10 days into Ramadan, 15 days into Ramadan, he becomes a Muslim. Makes tawbah, makes repentance from his kufr and becomes a Muslim, accepts a jihada, etc. The rest of the month, obviously, he has to fast it now. What about the first 10 or 15 days? Does he have to make them up or not? Hmm. So he doesn't have to make them up. Even if he becomes Muslim in the middle of Ramadan. So everybody's saying he doesn't have to make them up. Even if he becomes Muslim in the middle of Ramadan and he fasts the rest of the month, he doesn't have to make them up, huh? Everybody agreed upon that? He doesn't have to make them up, huh? You certain, huh? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Good, alhamdulillah. Correct. So he doesn't have to make up the rest. He doesn't have to make up the rest. وَلَا يَلْزُمُهُ مَا سَبَقَ حَالِ الْكُفْرَ he doesn't have to make up those days that went by him whilst he was a kafir. Once he became a Muslim, then after that he completes the month of Ramadan. Also, there are some other points to note. A person who is mentally uh, disabled, a person who is mentally disabled, so he doesn't know what he's doing. Is fasting obligatory upon those types of people who have mental illnesses, mentally disabled, uh, intellectually their capacity is uh, restricted? Is it obligatory for those types of people to fast? Physically, they're okay. Physically, they move, they walk, they do everything. But mentally, they have uh, some problems mentally. So those people, do they have to fast or not? Correct. Those people, they do not fast. And even if they did, it wouldn't be counted. Why not? If a person who is mentally disturbed, mentally incapacitated, Mentally, he has some issues, problems with the, the mental state of mind. If he was to fast, it wouldn't be accepted. Why? Or it wouldn't be correct. 
His fasting wouldn't be corrected. That's the better way to say it. Not accepted or counted. The better way to phrase it is that his fast, his fasting wouldn't be corrected. Why would his fasting not be correct? No, no, a bit more precise. That would be supposed correct. But a bit more precise. Which therefore means he hasn't got so he doesn't have intention, niyyah. Because a person who is in that state, he can't make the intention. So even if you tell him to fast, okay, he'll fast. Don't give him any food, tell him he can't eat, okay, he'll say, okay, don't eat. So he understands not to eat, so he doesn't eat. But he doesn't know why, he doesn't have any intention. He doesn't recognize this is fasting or anything. So without that intention, the fast isn't correct. <laughs> um, what about a person who is ill? For a person who is traveling. What's the ruling on fasting for a person who is ill or is traveling? Do they have to fast still or not? Now, illness, it's, it's, it makes it difficult for him to fast, he can't fast. So a person who is ill, he has some ill, he becomes a fever or something, some illness overcomes him. So for a few days in Ramadan, he's not able to fast. His illness overcomes him, he's not able to fast. Or a person is traveling for a few days in the middle of Ramadan somewhere. Then the one who is traveling, he's traveling for a couple of days. The one who is uh, ill for a couple of days. And those people, obviously, they don't have to fast at that time. Then when he's traveling, he doesn't have to fast. When he's ill and he's not able to fast, he doesn't have to fast. But then afterwards, when he gets better and the one who's traveling gets back from his journey, after Ramadan, they must make up the days. The one who was traveling and he missed some days, then after Ramadan, he must make up those days. The one who was ill, he had a fever or something during Ramadan for a couple of days. After Ramadan, he has to make up those days. <laughs> That's the ayah in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah 184. That whoever is ill or upon a journey, then he makes up several days from the other days. After Ramadan, he must make up those days. Um... Then the Shaykh says, والخطاب بإيجاب الصيام يشمل المقيم والمصاطر والصحيح المريض والطاهر الحائض والنفساء والمقمع عليه فإن هؤلاء كلهم يجب عليهم الصوم في ذم في ذممهم بحيث إنهم يخاطبون بالصوم ليعتقدوا وجوبه في ذممهم والعزم على فعله إما أداء وإما قضاء فمنهم من يخاطب بالصوم في نفس شهر أداء وهو صحيح المقيم إلا الحائض والنفساء ومنهم من يخاطب بالقضاء فقط وهو الحائض والنفساء والمريض الذي لا يقدر على أداء الصوم ويقدر عليه قضاء ومنهم من يخير بين الأمرين وهم مصافر المريض الذي يمكنه الصوم بمشقة من غير خوف التلف. In this section now the Sheikh says that the fasting is a commandment, an obligation upon the person who is resident and upon the person who is traveling. We'll, we'll come to the explanation of what this means. A person who is resident and a person who is traveling. A person who is healthy and a person who is ill. A person who is in a state of purification or a person who is in a state of menstruation or the postnatal bleeding or the person who is unconscious. Something happens to him and he falls unconscious. All of these categories of people, it's an obligation upon them to fast. But what does it mean? Look at the categories of people, the person who is resident and the person who is traveling. 
The person who is healthy and the person who is ill. The person who is pure in a state of purity, or the person who is in a state of menstruation or postnatal bleeding, and even the person who's become unconscious. They all have the obligation of asking upon them, but how? Now the Shaykh explains. Uh, as for the one who is resident and healthy, the one who is resident and healthy must fast on the time. When Ramadan comes, they must fast. A person who is healthy and resident <coughs> must fast on time. <coughs> there are some people who the fast is obligatory upon them, but to make it up afterwards. And they are the traveler, the one who is ill who can make it up. In fact, the traveler and the one who is ill will come to them afterwards. There are two types of people <coughs> who must make up their fast afterwards. They don't have a choice. A traveler and the one who's ill a bit, they have a choice. Maybe you have a fever in Ramadan, but you decide it's okay, I'll fast. You can do it. Menstruation, she has no choice. She has to make it up afterwards. Postnatal bleeding, she has no choice. She has to make it up afterwards. You can't fast while she's in that state. So those two, they must make it up afterwards. They don't, they don't have a choice. They can't fast in the month of Ramadan if they're in that state. Afterwards, when they purify themselves, then they can fast. Then there are those people who have a choice. And they are the one who's traveling. It's up to him. A traveler can fast if he wishes to fast, even though he's traveling. A person who's ill in Ramadan, he gets a cold, he gets a fever, he gets some other weakness, some other illness. But he thinks it's not too bad. It's a bit of difficulty upon my body. But I can do it. I'll do it. I'll carry on fasting. You can do it. You wish to do that, it's permissible. So those people have a choice. And that's the way that all of these people are, uh, it's obligatory upon them, or uh, the fasting is something required of them. Then there's one more issue. The Shaykh says, وَمَنْ أَفْطَرَ لِعُذْرٍ ثُمَّ زَالَ عُذْرُهُ فِي أَثْنَاءِ نَهَارِ رَمَضَانِ If somebody doesn't fast, he doesn't fast one day, because of some legitimate reason. There are some legitimate reasons like we mentioned. If for one of those legitimate reasons, somebody doesn't fast for one particular day. For example, a traveler, he goes out on a journey. However, he's out in the journey in the morning, he sets off before Fajr for example, and he's journeying, journeying, goes on a journey everywhere, but he ends up coming back home at Asr time. So at Asr time, the fast hasn't finished yet. Fast is still going to carry until Maghrib time. He's now come back at home, he's a traveler now. His journey's finished, so what's the ruling on him now? His reason for not fasting was journey. The journey, he's gone and done it and he's arrived home at Asr time. There's still time left for the fast, what's the ruling now? That's the issue here now. Or for example, somebody who is in <coughs> menstruation, a woman who's in menstruation, she can't fast that day. But during the day, Dhuhr time, Asr time, she becomes pure. The menstruation finishes, she makes the wasal, she's pure. What happens to the rest of the day now? Same as postnatal bleeding. The time period finishes for the postnatal bleeding. Her bleeding finishes, she purifies herself, she's pure. The rest of the day, what does she do? Also, which other type of person might not fast at the beginning of the day for a particular reason, but that reason finishes during the day? Possibly somebody unconscious, something else as well. Ill, possibly, possibly, something else. There's another one. A kafir, 
Al-Dhuhr time comes to the Muslim takes a shahada. So now in the morning he wasn't fasting, kafir, he wasn't gonna fast. Al-Dhuhr time he comes, takes the shahada, becomes a Muslim. There's still five, six, seven hours left for the Ramadan to finish, uh, for the fast to finish for that day. He's one of them, another one. A person who is mentally disabled uh, during the day, uh, unconscious as well, that you mentioned unconscious one, mentally disabled, though somebody has a mental disability or some madness or something, but during the day, that particular day, he, he's cured. That particular day, during the day, he, he regains his mental facilities. So, what does he do? But there's one more as well. Uh, but uh, there's one more person left yet. Another one, another one first. Huh? Puberty, there you are. A person, he reaches the age of puberty during the day. It's, it's going to happen at some time. So, this individual, during the day, it's mentioned here, the Shaykh mentions it. Uh, Whoever doesn't fast because of a legitimate reason, and then that reason goes away during the day. For example, Kal Musafir, uh, a traveler who comes back from his journey, uh, uh, the menstruating women and the postnatal bleeding women, if that stops and they purify themselves, Al Kafir ila Aslama, Kafir if he becomes Muslim, Al Majun ila Afaqa, a person who's mentally disabled or mad, uh, he regains his facilities and he's okay during the day, somebody unconscious regains consciousness. Al Sagir Yabluk, an individual reaches puberty on that particular day. And you know the signs of puberty. There are different ways to recognize if someone has reached puberty and they are. Voice breaking, but Islamically, that's not one of them. Islamically, there are four ways three for men and an extra one for the women. Four ways to recognize if somebody has reached the age of 50. For the men, which ones are they? Wet dream. And that's men and women. Wet dream can occur to a man and a woman. So, wet dream, if an individual has a wet dream, that's puberty now. Uh, for all of the men and women first together. Uh, that's one of them. You reach the age of 15. A person of a dream reaches the age of 15. The Adam's apple comes. So, the, uh, the physical signs, the physical signs, the physical signs of puberty. For the women, what's the one sign which indicates Puberty. You know, there's another one they mentioned. Another one for the women, which indicates that she's now at the age of puberty. Pregnancy. It's possible that a girl, it's possible, she might become pregnant, apparently, Allah A'lam, she could become pregnant before her first period. It's possible. So if we say menstruation, then what about a woman who becomes pregnant before she gets her first menstruation? That's why they say pregnancy. If a woman, if a girl becomes pregnant, she's mature now. She's at the age of uh, puberty. So these are the signs. So that could happen during the middle of the day. One of these signs it may occur during the middle of the day. So what's the ruling on all these people? بَيِّنَا بِدْخُولِ الشَّهَرِ فِي أَثْنَاءِ النَّهَارِ فَإِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ يُمْسِكُونَ بَقِيَةَ الْيَوْمِ وَيَقْضُونَ الْيَوْمِ بَعْدَ رَمَضَانِ 
The Sheikh says that what the, all these people must do then is, if in the middle of the day that one becomes Muslim or the woman becomes pure, etc., then for the rest of the day, do they fast or do, do they not fast the rest of the day now? They do. The rest of the day now, they have to fast. Because their reason is finished. The kafir wasn't fasting because he was a kafir. He's a Muslim now. He hasn't got any excuse. Why is he not going to fast now? What's his excuse now? He's not kafir anymore. He's Muslim. His excuse is gone. So he has to fast for the rest of the day. A woman who was uh, menstruating, she wasn't fasting. The menstruation finishes. She makes ghusl. What's her excuse for not fasting now? It's finished. So she has to fast for the rest of the day. All the, like the rest of them. The traveler, he was traveling before. But at Dhuhr time, he arrived back home again. So why is he not fasting now? He's not traveling now. So the rest of the day, he continues to fast. And then afterwards, the Shaykh says that they must make up this day as a full day afterwards. Also, that's like the month of Ramadan. We're waiting for it to come. And we don't hear the news up until Dhuhr time. At Dhuhr time, we hear the news. Ramadan has started. It was this morning. This morning was the first fast. We didn't realize. We only found out at Dhuhr time. So then for the rest of the day, stop and fast for the rest of the day. If the news comes to you late, you didn't find out, all, all the people, the news only breaks to us hours after Fajr, that it was today, it started. So for the rest of the day, you keep the fast, and then afterwards you have to make up a full day. Uh, overslept it, if a person overslept and he didn't have the, uh, the suhoor in the morning, then he has to fast the rest of the day. Huh? Mm, he has to fast the rest of the day. Some people think you have to get up and eat. Even if you miss it, if you oversleep, then you start to fast the rest of the day. This means you'll be hungry and you miss the sunnah. The sunnah is that you should eat that meal in the morning. That's wrong. If some people, some people, they think if you if you oversleep in the morning and you don't get up to have the meal in the morning, that you don't have to fast now. You missed it. You have to make it up afterwards. No. Even if you miss that meal in the morning, you oversleep and you only hear the adhan and you wake up too late. You can't eat anything now. Now you still have to fast. The meal is not a condition. It doesn't mean that if you miss the meal, you can't fast now. If you miss the meal, you still have to fast. And you have to do the rest of the day. But the meal, is, it's something which is recommended. It is sunnah. You should do it in accordance to the sunnah of the Prophet hmm. But all these things, inshallah, whilst we're doing the chapter of fasting, we'll read the fatawa of the scholars on it too. Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al he has a book. And uh, there's a big section on questions and answers about Ramadan. All these types of things. So when we do these lessons on a Saturday, at the end of the lesson, we'll put some time aside, inshallah, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and we'll go through lots of questions and answers. Lots of the different things people always ask about. Can you use toothpaste in Ramadan? Can you do this? Can you do that? All of these different things, we'll go through them as well, inshallah. Uh, here then, we'll briefly just finish up on mentioning some of the things that would break the fast. Some of the things that would break the fast of an individual. Uh, the Shaykh says, Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, وَلِلْسَيَامِ مُفْسَدَادِ يَجِبُ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمَ أَنْ يَعْرِفَهَا There are certain things that will break the fast of a person that the Muslims they need to know. لِيَتَجَنَّبُهَا uh, So that he can stay away from them. وَيَحْضُرْ مِنْهَا And he can be warned from them. Because they will break his fast. The first of them is الْجِمَاعِ Relations between the man and the wife. Relations between the husband and the wife, and that is something that will break the fast of an individual. Also, if a person does that, he did that, then what's upon him? Firstly, if he does that, then upon him is 
بيفور ذات يونت تو ميك اب ذا داي قضاء عن الكفاره سي تو ميك اب ذا داي يجب عليه مع قضائه الكفاره ان الكفاره از اه سي سي ايذر عتق رقبه تو فري سليف فان لم يجد رقبه او لم يجد قيمتها اي كانت فايند ذات او اي كانت فايند ذا ماني فور ذات فعليه ان يصوم شهرين متتابعين two months in a row fasting two months in a row فان لم يستطع الصيام شهرين متتابعين if he's not able to do that because of some legitimate reasoning islamic reasoning outside of ramadan two months is the kafara if he can't find a slave to free free a slave if he can't do that then two months of fasting in a row successively Uh, and if he's not able to do that because of some legitimate reasoning, medical problem, he can't fast two months in a row, for example, فعليهن يطعم ستين مسكينة. Then he has to feed sixty-four people. لكل مسكين نصف ساعة من الطعام المأكول في البلد. Every poor person he has to give him half a sah. Sah is a particular quantity. Half of that, that's what's mentioned, a particular quantity. That quantity you have to give to every person from, from the food of their country. From the food of what they would normally eat. Also, something which breaks the fast is the exit of seminal fluid. The exit of seminal fluid, uh, even without intercourse, for other reasons, whatever that may be, uh, kissing or touching or other types of reasons, uh, foreplay, as it's mentioned, for whatever other reason, the exit of seminal fluid. And that is something which breaks the fast of an individual. And again, upon that individual is what? A person, what's the ruling upon a person where seminal fluid exits from him from uh, touching or vision of something? إِنزَالُ الْمَنِي بِسَبَبِ التَّقْبِيلِ أَوْ لَمْسَ وَإِسْتِمْنَاءُ وَتِكْرَارِ النَّظَرِ الْحُكَمْ It says, "If he has something like that, he has to fast for it, and it's only for it. Without kafara. If seminal fluid exits without intercourse, with other reasons, then upon him, the seminal fluid which exits uh, from touching or kissing or other actions, the seminal fluid exits. Then upon him is to make up that day, but not the kafara. The kafara was intercourse. But if seminal fluid exits from other reasons." Touching or whatever it may be, then upon him is to make up that day. However, if seminal fluid exited from an individual from a wet dream, what's the ruling? A person he wakes up in the morning, does his suhoor, prays fajr, goes back to sleep again. He wakes up at nine o'clock and he realizes that there has been a wet dream during the day of Ramadan. Now he went to sleep after fajr, woke up at nine ten o'clock in the morning, realizes there's been a wet dream. And seminal fluid is exited. What's the ruling upon that individual? Correct, his fast doesn't break. Because that was out of his choice. It was outside of his choice. He didn't have any ability in that. He was asleep and it occurred. It's not his fault. So he carries on fasting, but he must have a, the ghusl. He must have the ghusl because, remember we said, in Balogul Maram, exit of the fluid, then you must take the ghusl. From the major impurity, this is Janaba, but the fast it continues. Also, something which breaks the fast is the obvious one: eating and drinking purposely. Eating and drinking purposely. Al-akil wa shurb mutaammidan. 
لقوله تعالى وكلوا واشربوا حتى يتبين لكم الخيط الابيض من الخيط الاسود من الفجر ثم اتموا الصيام الى الليل then complete the fast of the night so an individual he eats purposely and obviously breaks his fast what about somebody who forgets accidentally goes into the kitchen and sees a big cake and he forgets he's fasting so he gets the knife and chops a piece up and eats it then he remembers on fasting ramadan has started so what happens to that person now? Is his fast broken now? He's eaten. Is it broken? Why not? He forgot. It was a big chocolate cake. He forgot. Correct. So he forgot. If a person forgets, he forgets and eats something, then that doesn't affect his fast. أَمَّا مَنْ أَكَلَ وَشَرِبَ نَاسِيًا فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ لَا يُؤَفِّرَ عَلَى سِيَامِهِ وَفِي الْحَدِيثِ مَنْ أَكَلَ وَشَرِبَ نَاسِيًا فَلْيُتِمَّ سَوْمَهُ that the individual who forgets and eats and drinks, then he should complete his fast. And indeed it is Allah who gave him that food and drink. So that is not something which breaks your fast. And when he remembers, if he remembers, then get rid of the food. You can't carry anything and say, okay, I'll finish the cake and then I'll carry on. If you remember, then you stop. Well, you know, we're going to come to all this in detail. This is the Balug al-Maram yet. From next week, we'll start with Balug al-Maram, Hadith, Hadith, like we did before. This is general. Just some of the general understandings, you have a general idea of Ramadan and the things. Then we'll go into detail about every uh, aspect of next week. Uh, also, uh, vomiting purposely. Vomiting purposely. A person makes himself vomit on purpose. When that vomit it comes out, that is something which breaks the fast of an individual.